took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. This week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host as always, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing on this early Saturday morning? I'm doing pretty good, man, sitting here enjoying some of these Texas Roadhouse peanuts. Can't complain. Pretty salty. Mouth is a little dry, so got me a mixture of some Mountain... Not a mixture like together, but we've got a Mountain Dew and a Kroger water, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. All things considered, I mean, obviously I was in a car crashed the week before I'm still down but feeling better yeah still milking that huh milking uh, all you can no I mean I'm I'm sore but I'm it's more of a mental thing I think my body's always sore with the work I do but say maybe 29 going on 30 but your body's about 45 my body's going on 50 that's for damn sure but, I told you those damn peanuts were a bad idea as soon as we pulled them out yeah, I'm just looking. There's peanut residue everywhere, and of course, I'm gonna get it all over my Mac. It's just oh yeah, it's all over mine. I'm just leaving it there. That's, that's about how I feel. But how how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing lovely. <clears throat> another week in the books. Another late night, early morning podcasting. Gonna be better. Enjoy it while we can in person. That's what I keep saying. Beautiful weather's finally starting to turn here in Ohio. So beautiful weather so far this week. Nice and warm. So yeah, things are finally starting to, I guess, pep up around here. Yeah, it's kind of feeling like spring. NFL drafts a little bit closer. You and I just uh, started up our the Debbie best ball. Sorry, not Debbie. Damn it, I wish. We just started up a best ball dynasty league. Yesterday we started the draft, so yeah, I don't know how you talked me into doing that, but it's all right. I'll just tell you to join this league next time and not even tell you about it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about best ball just yet, but I'll rock with it, give it a try. Um, I don't know if we want to go down this rabbit hole yet or not, but some of the I feel like the draft strategy of some of these other managers is just kind of crazy. Oh yeah, I saw in our league chat. Uh, it seemed like the league's about half and half. Some people are on board that with it being best ball, it adds additional layers of strategy. But I noticed a couple other managers commented that it's everything you love about Dynasty without the start-sit decisions, and you don't get pissed when you missed on those in best ball. So I think it seems like it's half and half of the way they view it so far. I think I'm more leaning the second one. Like I don't think it adds a whole hell of a lot more strategy. I mean, obviously, it's different, 
but it, to me, it's it's not a whole hell of a lot different. You just don't have to set a lineup. I'm still going to probably target the same players. I would most of my strategy is still the same, but I'm going to be more open to again, like we've talked about before, trading quantity for quality type of stuff just because of opportunity. But I still want my studs. I'm right there with you. That's about how I view it. All the fun shit, trading, minimal waivers, you know, league camaraderie, communication, all the fun stuff, dynasty without all the time checking weather reports, matchups, injuries, all that, you know, all that important shit that takes so much time every week, especially when you're in many, many leagues. That's how I'm looking at best ball. That's the way to escape all that time-consuming stuff. I'm not really... Looking at it like, oh, we got to go a completely different strategy compared to what we usually do. I don't see it that way, as of right now at least. I guess we'll see as the season goes on and other transactions are made and teams are built, how that's looking. But right now I don't see it that way. I'm going, going about things the way I normally would. I mean, this is both of our... I know it's my first best ball dynasty. Is it yours also? I did one two seasons ago, but it was... A spur-of-the-moment type of thing. It was like a two-quarterback, 12-teamer, two-tight end. That was one of our Heisman Leagues that we just randomly started. I only played one season, made it to the semifinals, but I didn't do anything different than I normally did. I didn't go quantity for quality or anything like that. Right. But I just, at that time, I wasn't a fan of the best ball. So I bowed out of that league, but... That's really the only experience I have with Dynasty Best Ball so far. What what kind of got me, or what what you said, made a lot of sense and kind of made me want to, you know, jump headfirst into uh, trying a Best Ball League was that we're becoming portfolio guys, and this is going to make it a lot easier. Like you said, you don't have to watch for the weather because, you know, the last two years a Buffalo game gets fucking crazy snow and you're fucked. So, in matchups and all that, like you said, so... I, I can get down with this, and we're both trying to be more portfolio type of guys, and it just frees up so much time. You know, we'll, I'm sure that once we get to, you know, 20, 25 leagues, best ball is going to be 90% of those leagues because there's no sense in setting lineups with that many leagues. It's, it's just silly. That's, that's about my plan with our portfolio is going forward. We're going to do mostly best ball, maybe a lineup league here and there, but primarily going forward it'll be best ball especially this year you know got a couple debbie leagues in mind those are going to be best ball just it seems like the way to go nowadays with how lazy people are including ourselves not right. knocking anyone else but i play dfs as i'm sure if you listen before you know i'm a big dfs guy i check the weather reports and all that stuff for that side of it already and that's you know completely different beast from just setting a lineup and Check in, going through, make sure we got all our injured guys taken out, no late scratches. You know, then you got to think if you got handcuffs on your bench, did their starter get a late scratch or something? Could I squeeze them in over someone else in my flex? And it just seems like it does save so much time. You're just focused on roster construction and building out the best roster you can. It's one of those things where, like, I know I said quality for quantity. I, I personally don't believe in that strategy, but it's more justifiable in a best ball league. But it gives you a reason to have depth pieces. Yeah. I, I mean, you should have depth anyways in a dynasty league, but 
even more so in best ball because any of those guys could go off at any time. And with you not having to set a lineup, they could make your lineup. So I feel like it uh, gives waivers. What's the word I'm looking for? Waivers like are more relevant. Meaning, yeah. Yeah, because if someone's caught up in the practice squad and gonna get some playing time, you're gonna want them on your team just in case it goes out there and goes off. Right. Even if it's one week. Exactly. So, it does make more players viable. Right. I'd say more possible, more tradable assets. Because you know the Kadarius Tonys, we didn't really want lineups as much before his trade to Kansas City, of course. Uh, Tutu Atwell, you don't even want on your damn roster, but in best ball, you'd love to have him. Devin Duvernay, you know, players like that. Guys that you normally wouldn't think about ever starting, but they're good to go off a game or two in the season, and they could crack the lineup. Exactly. You're more than happy to have them on your roster, and if they hit your lineup once or twice throughout the season, you're happy. Right, and that justifies their roster spot. So I agree with you. I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, go down this adventure and do something a little different. I mean, I'm I'm always down to try something different. You know, you you pretty much make any league, and I'm sure I'm one of the first people, if not always the first person you ask. And it's very seldom and rare do I say no. Oh yeah, as soon as I got a league going, I'm like, huh, Derek, join this. Right. Uh, what's this? I just join it. You'll find out. Just best ball. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> join it, damn it. Okay. You Join got it. It's a hundred bucks. You got to pay today. Right. Okay. You got me. I'm in there. Well, like right now, we're like you said. There's some pretty interesting strategies going on here. Uh, let's see. We'll start at the top. So the 101 was traded. Right off rip. Uh, let's see. What did that go for? It went for a pretty penny. Let's yeah, see. I'm trying to find transactions now. Yeah. With nope. That's the only trade. No, there's another one. Let's see. So, it was the 101, 312, 801, and 10 and 10 104, 304, 409, and 504. So, 234, 5 for a 1, 3, 8, and 10. It's, I mean... It's definitely different from other 101 trades we've seen recently. It's mostly been like a 3 I, for 1 or a 2 for 1. I honestly feel like this is not a bad trade either way you go. I mean, the guy's giving up the 101 who has any choice and make any, you know, the best pick. Mm-hmm. But he's also giving up a 312. Like, I know that the other guy gave up a 2, 3, 4, 5, but he's not getting bad pieces back. He's still getting all starter pieces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a start 11. Right. Uh, super flex. I mean, hypothetically, they're all those are all starting picks. All mm-hmm. starting roster picks. I mean, that's not. I could get it either way. If he didn't send the back the three twelve, I would be much happier. Oh, if absolutely. I was him. No, I I think it's if I could have doubled up my picks rounds two, three, four, five. Right. You know, gave up two later. You know, I would have did eight, like ten. Right. I'd be extremely happy. I would have, right, for sure. Um, personally, I would have taken out the three twelve. The most I would have probably gave back would have been like, maybe my nine twelve. You know what I mean? Switch out three twelve for a nine twelve, and I know that's a, that's a big difference going going back six rounds. But I feel like the guy, I've, if you're giving up the one on one, I feel like he gave up too much, personally. Yeah. So the one on one, of course, he took Patty Mahomes. Then this guy was also slotted at the 109. 
Then he took Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson at that point. So he starts off Patty and Fields. And when you're telling me those are my first two players, I'm extremely happy with Patty. But I'm pairing him with Fields. I would have much rather went the Lamar Jackson route, personally. Yeah, I, I probably would have also. Um, I know the Lamar and the contract stuff's kind of been worrisome, but Justin Fields had to only, it, you know, it was one year. I, I personally think very highly of Justin Fields, but I think Lamar Jackson's just because of his um, the longevity already. You know he's going to be there or be somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with you on, on Lamar. Absolutely. And then that guy that's got those two picks, he won't pick again till 312. Yeah. Which he's coming up here in two picks because we're at 310 now. So yeah, He actually offered me a deal for my 309 that I had to turn down, unfortunately. Let's see. He offered me the th- he wanted 309 and 909 for 609 and a 24 first. He wanted your 309 and what? He wanted my third and ninth. For his sixth sixth and 24 first. Yeah, I'm I'm good on that. Because it's so early. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love trading for 24 first, and that's when you're going to, you could possibly get the best picks for the cheapest. But being this early, honestly, that guy's team might be kind of fucked anyways because he's. You know, went damn near two rounds without a pick. But. Yeah, I'm not moving back you're three rounds about, and then giving you a ninth for game of 24 first. Right. If it was my third for just the just my third, it'd be a lot more appealing. But even then, no. If he had, I think we talked about this in car once to get Din Din. You know, if he had a fifth, I would have went for it. I would have tried to do the fifth and first. Right. But even then, I'm not really, not in trade back mode yet. Right. Personally, I mean, I started off at the 104. It's a third round reversal, of course. So I snagged Jalen Hurts at the 104. I was expecting to get Burrow, but he went ahead of Jalen Hurts for whatever reason. And then gets woozy after that very quickly. <laughs> Back at the 209, I took my boy, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, but we kind of need to preface this, that well, these... there was a huge quarterback run, and that's where I was saying about people's draft strategy. And I say that also because in the chat, there was a few guys that were like 2QB, super flex, Bob, you know, along with the strategy for being best ball. But I, I did the a similar thing, not a similar thing, but... I was at the 112, and obviously at the turn I was also, so I was 201. I, I went back-to-back wide receivers. I went CD and A.J. Brown because I was like, to me there was a huge tear break after Lamar Jackson to the next quarterback, and I didn't really want to take a rookie quarterback at 201. So obviously I didn't. Then after me you got Bryce Young, Deshaun Watson, Dak, Kyler, A. Rich, C.J. Stroud. So, you know, another six quarterbacks. And we're just now at the 311. We've already had 16 quarterbacks taken. Right. All the young guys are gone except for Will Levis, you know, Kenny Pickett, everyone else, or the old crusty veterans that no one values very highly in Dynasty currently. 
I, to me, I just feel like the quarterbacks that were taken, including myself, I took one also. But in the second and third round, should have been guys that would have been taken like third and fifth round. They should have been pushed back a little bit further. I can see that with the rookies. Yeah. I mean, Bryce went 202. Right. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. He wouldn't have been the first. He wouldn't have been the rookie. He shouldn't have been the first rookie quarterback off, in my opinion. It should have been Stroud or A. Rich. My, in my opinion. I got A. Rich, and that was quarterback 13 off the board. Right. I thought about A. Rich at 201, but that was way too early. I also thought about C.J. Stroud, and I felt like that was too early. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, 209's I definitely too early in a, in a vacuum. But with the way these quarterbacks are flying like hotcakes. Yeah, you have to adjust based on what the league's doing and how they're obviously valuing people. To me, this screams that they value QBs extremely high, which in a way they should be. It's super flex, but I feel like they... The whole second round quarterbacks could have been a little bit later. I, I took Trey Lance at three hundred one, which I feel like is great value, but I didn't want Trey Lance to be my QB one. But I, I didn't have any other choice. It was either that or Tua, and I didn't want Tua. You got to get him where you can in this one. Apparently, I knew with the way things were going, the two hundred nine was my one and only chance to get another young quarterback. Oh, absolutely! Because if Averich was there at three hundred one, he was mine. Because if I'm looking at it now, you know, Will Levis, I don't want to take Will Levis in third. I don't want to take Captain Kirk, Danny Dimes, Russ, Golf. I don't want any of them in third or even the fourth. I, I'm hoping Will Levis makes it to me. It shall that be way a stretch. I, that way I could have two quarterbacks, but he is the number one ADP quarterback, according to the Sleeper right now, so I, I doubt it. But I'm I'm crossing my fingers. At, at that point, I'm... I'm probably taking one of the old crusties later and hoping to get the 101 next year and take our guy. Better be looking to trade up, pal. Hey, I'm, I'm okay with productive struggling. Yeah, you're kind of kind of fucked now for that. No, it's I am, but I, I didn't known. anticipate I didn't anticipate that QB run in the second. If I would have known that was going to happen, I would have reached for a quarterback because everybody else reached. But. Yeah, I didn't see it coming either. I was planning to I want to win now. You know, being at the fourth slide and get Jalen Hurts, I want to go for it this year, of course. I was looking at, I wanted Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek. I wanted to trade. I talked to you for a second. I was looking at your pick because it's four picks later. And I would talk to the guy in front of me and behind me. And nobody was playing ball. So I was like, fuck. Do I take McCaffrey? That's going to give me more points. But he's an older running back. Or do I take Tyreek? That's an older wide receiver. I figure they both have about the same shelf life remaining. So I was going to go McCaffrey until that damn three quarterbacks hit right in front of me. And I was like, oh, shit. There, there goes that. There goes that idea. Right. And had to settle for A-Rich, and McCaffrey won two picks later. So it's it's interesting. I don't think we've had a draft this QB heavy this year so far. No, I, I, I don't think ever. I mean, I know that year-to-year shit changes and, and, you know, obviously QB values change and blah, 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 but normally to me that just means, like, top five, six, seven, eight guys are could be a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like you said, 16 in the first, what, 34 picks? Yeah, 36. Well, yeah, 34 so far, yeah. That's a lot. And damn near half the draft is quarterbacks. Right. That's right. That's a lot. 
There's some interesting builds so far. I mean, me, I have Hurts, A. Rich, and TJ Hawk. That's tiered PPR, tight end premiums at 1.75 Yeah, I like per your, reception. I liked your TJ Hawk pick. That's another, I was thinking about going tight end at 301, but I had to get a quarterback, man. There was there was no way, because I was thinking about Kyle Pitts. But. I was hoping Pitts fell to me at this pick. I wouldn't mind going a little towards the productive struggle route with Pitts and A. Ridge. Right. But Hawk is the last of my personal tier one top, tight ends. Like yeah, about top five tight ends, top four that I'm really would want. If not, I'd just be using a platoon that I'm not really a fan of. Right. But I mean then we got the one team that interests me that to me is a little weird. The guys got JJ, Tyreek, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And I say that because, I mean, this was another one that we talked about when we were picking up Den Den. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson is going to be around for a long time. He's young, great, could go down as the best wide receiver ever, but he's got at least 10 years of shelf life, I'd say. But then a guy like Tyreek, who, you know, in the last, what, two, three weeks said that after this contract's up, he's done. Mm-hmm. So three years probably, right? Three years left, I think. And Travis Kelsey, I would say probably also, you know, three, four years left. So he's extremely handcuffing himself to be a win-now team. He's got no quarterbacks. To me, it's the draft strategy on that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense unless he's going to trade some of these guys away. Yeah, that's the one that sticks out like a sore thumb to me as well. Just don't see where he's going just yet. But we'll see. He might come around here at the 4-8, 5-5 and... Double tap some old crusties like Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff or something. And he could also be, be playing. He could also be playing for the twenty four one hundred one. Could be. Very well, could be. And we got another guy who traded away the one hundred one, decided to start his draft with Brees Hall and Ken Walker. Another interesting, old school build. Double tap running back to start off the draft. Thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, it's. I don't know. I'm not a fan of... I mean, at least they're young. But still, I... I don't like it. No. I, you gotta... To me, like... You don't build around running backs. You build around quarterbacks and wide receivers. Especially they, they this have the type of format. shelf life. Right. A running back, realistically, you know, three to five years is typical shelf life. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're both good running backs. I think they're both... Uh, and Brees is like my running back two or three. And then Kenneth Walker, I think, is five. So they're both, to me, top five running backs. But I'm kind of more, not necessarily in the zero running back, but the hero RB strategy. So Yeah, that's where I'm headed. I don't know. One guy. If it's going to be the fourth round or what. Because I know it's early, but god damn it. I love the I love Jameer Gibbs so much, and he's staring me in the eyes. I hear you. He's saying, draft me, Paul. I'm your man. He is. And I would also like to mention that Bijan went at 111. I was going to bring up that team because it's on my screen. The guy at 111, he picked Bijan, Bryce Young at 202, and Gary Wilson at 302. And this, our fella's name, his uh, sleeper username is addicted to tanking. Tankin, no G. Tankin. Ran out of characters. But I can tell by his strategy that he is addicted to tanking. Absolutely. You start off Bijan, Bryce. I love the Garrett Wilson pick. 
I was hoping he'd fall down the board, you know, into the third to me. Right. But you start off with possibly the top two rookies in this class, you're headed one direction, pal. Better hope they hit. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to, I mean, drafting, hey, it's always drafting possible. Bijan at, at 111, anytime you draft a running back super high and early like that, you're making yourself win now. It's If you're not win now, you're waiting. I've said it multiple times. You're wasting the prime running back putting points on your on your team for for nothing. No payoff. What's the sense? So hopefully the rest of his draft goes good. Otherwise, that was a waste of a pick at one eleven. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. Bryce could come out and pop. Bijan, I think he's going to wind up conservatively top eight producing running back this year. So we'll we'll see what happens. Garrett Wilson, if they ever get Aaron Rodgers in town. Yeah, I love be the a top fifteen producing receiver. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Garrett Wilson. That's a that's a great pick. I, I do like that. Pick. So the possibilities are there for him to yeah. be a playoff team. It's but just there's a lot of like ifs and and wins. Well, it's quarterback two is going to be. Well, depending on who his QB two is, he could produce better than Bryce. Right. We'll see what he does to tight end. Again, it's one point seven five. So consensus around the community is that's when the tight end premium really matters. It's when it's up that high. So we'll see how this league values that. And we'll, we'll see what he does with the rest of his team. But those, you know, that one, the the two running backs, and then the Tyreek Kelsey teams really stood out to me. Like, hmm. very interesting where you're going with that one, pal. They're all kind of different strategies, too. And I, I like that because I don't want everybody playing the same, want the same guys. I so. think that's where uh, best ball compared to lineup comes in as well as more strategies in best ball because again the league seems split on it's the best of dynasty without lineups and the other one can does a completely different strategy from lineup so i think with best ball you will see more strategies deployed than we would in a lineup league I, I which is good that. i want to see different strategies see what other people do right maybe learn something new gain some more knowledge but then there's this really dog shit team at the 112. I think you spoke about them earlier. CD and AJ Brown. I mean Trey Lance, but he doesn't have a fucking job. So we'll see where that team goes. You're still a believer in Trey Lance, though. Oh, I am. Right. If he was, I would have triple tapped quarterback if he fell to me. Oh, I know. I almost took I had, Kirk Cousins. I had to take one. Uh, you would have taken. You would have went triple tap quarterback had it wouldn't have been for uh, the tight end run right before you. Yeah, the tight end. Well, I don't know. If if Kyle Pitts was gone, but, you know, Mark Andrews was still available, you probably wouldn't have went tight end. You probably would have waited until Yeah, I would have waited until the fourth. Uh, if Andrews would have went, then I would have went Hawk in the fourth. Right. But, yeah, you're right. If the if Andrews and Pitts both didn't go, I would have waited another round to see. Right. But, unfortunately, my last two picks have been influenced by the board. Yeah. Me coming down the tail end of the round on both of them doesn't help. So I just got the ass end of the run, which... Thankfully, I got two players I do love. So. I'm I'm just hoping that you're thankful that you were able to adjust for the QB run in the early to mid second compared to me getting fucked by it. After I picked mine before it happened, you you were blessed by being able to react right after. Whereas I'm like, this, do I start to run? This sucks. <laughs> yeah, but th- you got AJ Brown, man. No, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm, I'm like, like I just said earlier. Have, I know you wouldn't rather have Bryce. No, that, that 
if I was you, I probably would on Kyler, just for your build with CD. You know, Kyler's a zero this year, I believe. I don't think he's gonna play at all. I probably would have went the Kyler route and tried to pair him with Caleb next year or Drake May. That's the only thing I would have done. Deshaun, I don't give a shit about. Dak, you know, Dak and CD stack would have been pretty fun. Right. But then I'd say you're more pigeonholed to win now. Absolutely, and I've got enough Dak shares, or I've had enough Dak shares. I'd, I'm okay yeah. on that. Which, I mean, if you would have stacked Dak and CD and went like Tyreek at 301, it would have been a pretty damn good start. It would okay, but it, that was you – know, I, I took double wide receivers because I didn't think there was going to be a QB run second like that. Being a third, We also play third-run reversal. Mm-hmm. So I was anticipating still having a handful of young quarterbacks. Well, like you just, left on the ball. Yeah, not two. Yeah, not fucking Will Levis. Right. So adjusting. I, I still like my team, and like I said earlier, you know, I'm building around those two positional groups that – you should build around the quarterback, quarterbacks and wide receivers. I love mm-hmm. the wide receiver room. That's a great one-two punch. And then uh, I still like Trey Lance. Um, I, I wish I had other options, but I didn't at 301. I like Trey Lance over two, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I do as well. I said the only thing differently was been 202. I would have went, like I said, Kyler or A. Rich if you're looking to hold off for a year and try to get Caleb. Or if you're looking at one now, went with Dak. I was thinking about A-Rich at 201, but I, like you said, 209 was really, can you imagine 201? You know, and, and yeah, but, I mean, go, go get your guy, but hindsight's 2020. I I didn't make that pick because I didn't see another QB run going. Especially I, I was where hoping A-Rich. You figured, I figured the double tap in the QB would have happened on your end of the board towards the turn, not... Towards the middle of the lineup, where you know the looks like what the guy that picked one hundred seven. So yeah, the players that picked one hundred three to one hundred seven all went quarterback in the second round, and all of them but one went quarterback in the first round. Thirteen of the first twenty four picks were quarterback. There's not much you can do there unless you no. went early, right? And like I said, I, I reached on a rich just because that's the way the board took me. I don't, you, were, you were able to adjust because it happened before you. <laughs> it happened after me. I couldn't adjust. Well, you got to be the trendsetter. You always rather start the run than be at the end of it. I did not want to take a rich at 201, man. I, but I hey, but if didn't. you're picking your direction that early, why not? It mostly is my, mostly it's my because, thought process. No, I get what you're saying. The reason I didn't is because I did not anticipate another QB run. I, not... From not from two o five to or two o four to I don't know two o six to two ten. I didn't I didn't anticipate it. It's unfortunate. It fucked up my strategy because I said I was looking to build a juggernaut of win now and some little bit older guys and. All right. I mean, I I know that you're that can't happen without a second quarterback. Right. I know A Ridge, quite possibly is a zero for this year, but Jalen Hurts is twenty four. TJ Hawks, 25, so I'm, if I don't go for it this year, I guess I'm okay with it to this point. And I know was, I'm not trading away my 24 first. Hell no. That's right. for damn sure. Right. That That's where I'm at now, and I I didn't start off being – I didn't want to be a productive struggle. I kind of sworn off doing that, but where I'm at now, it might be the route I'm going. Yeah, when you're stuck, you know, 
But if they're at one twelve, it's you gotta have someone fall to you to avoid that that mindset. Right. And they definitely didn't fall. If anything, they reached and went early. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, even instead of CD and AJB for when now, I mean, what Brees and you know Dak or Deshaun, you're not really feeling yeah, very confident not, with that either. Not at one twelve and two oh one. No, you know, I I was. I would hope the guy like. I don't know, man. See, I think a guy like Justin Fields or Lamar would have made it to me at one twelve, and then I would have been confident taking like a Brees at two oh one. But yeah, the, either of them two quarterbacks falling to me, I know are slim to none. But I mean, well, it almost happened. I think the next dynasty startup we do the non Debbie. If I get stuck, I might just do it on purpose and put myself at the one twelve, pick that spot in the Derby if it's available, and try to trade back. I, I highly suggest picks. going to one twelve. I. I like being at 112 if things fall your way, but if it doesn't, you really have to fucking think. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to put myself, because you, when you picked 112, there was only four or five spots left. Five, the first, yeah. The first yeah, five the first picks, were gone. picks were gone. It was six, and then nine, ten was or, gone or something. nine or ten was gone, yeah. You only had like four or five spots to pick from. Right, and I hate picking in the middle of the round. I'm, I like having picks back-to-back. Obviously, the first three picks were good. So, it was, to me, it's either first three or last three. Yeah. I wanted to be top three, but I took four because I was like, yeah. Four I'm stuck, not, four I'm stuck with Burrow. Right. I'm cool. But luckily for me, I got Jalen Hurts, who I have as my QB, too. Right. At the fourth pick. So, I think I'm going to do that. Go straight for the 112 and try to trade down and trade back. Pick up some extra capital for next year. But also... Like, trade back to get those vets. You know, pick up in the middle of the round of Travis Kelsey and Deshaun Watson, you know, McCaffrey, Tyreek, those type of players try to build a win now. and A three-year window team. And stock up and get, you know, 3-4, first and Right. Just trade down from those productive struggle slots and pick up the value of veterans and see how that goes. The big thing about doing that is making sure you're doing it, not doing it too much. Because if you're getting those value win now guys, you also want to make sure that you have, you know, all your positions filled. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you traded away, say you traded away one twelve and two hundred one, and your first pick was three hundred one, I get that you're picking up a handful of picks in between then and there. You're, you better fucking take a quarterback. Yeah, but for this scenario on our board at three hundred one, I'm probably taking Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, if you're winning now, for sure, yeah. Say that's what I'm going for. I take Captain Kirk. And I probably have an extra third. I'm probably doubled up in like the three, four, fifth, six, seven, eighth. Doubled up in a number of those rounds. That would give me that luxury to take old man Captain Kirk. And then if we're looking at running backs, we still got Eckler, Barkley, fucking ETN, you know, Swift, Chubb, Henry, Pollard. Dalvin Cook, they're still numerous. Jacobs, Gibbs, like you said. I mean, there's there, there's a plethora of running backs yeah. left. There's a shit ton of receivers, young and old. Cub, Diggs, Higgins, Metcalf, JSN. I mean, this range, it, from what we're looking at, it's a pretty good idea, I think, to yeah. try to trade down and double up in the meat of these rounds and go for if, a win now. With Yeah, if that's your value. strategy win now, that's definitely the way to go. Um, you know, might want to keep 
try and get like a mid-second to get your tight end maybe. Unless you're good with Kelsey. I don't know. Kelsey went mid-second in this one. Yeah, I didn't expect him to go that early. I didn't either. But we'll stop with the new startup talk for this part. We'll, we'll have more to come next week. I'm sure yeah, there'll be some We're only more. three rounds in, so there will be a lot more. We'll see how our teams and some of these other teams we mentioned have changed and developed. Hey, we're, we're scooting, though. We started this. And it hasn't even been 48 hours. Yeah. And pretty much there's been... Like every other pick, people are fielding offers, multiple offers. So we're we're moving. Yeah, it's a. I'm hoping we'll be done by the NFL draft before. I would say we should be. Yeah, usually it's about we've been about two a week and a half up to two weeks for our yeah. slow drafts. But this is 35 rounds compared to 28. I think 28 is what I usually do. Yeah. So it might take a little bit longer, but we shall see. You know, with best ball, there's no IR taxi slots. So I had to add in a few extra bench spots to kind of make up for that. Just to have the available spots. Yeah. So who yeah. knows if 35 is enough or if it's too little for best ball. We'll find out when we're done. Well, that's why we're testing it out for a year. We might find out that it's nowhere near enough. We need to have 40. I know our pals Mike and Adam, the 40 chess guys, they do some wonky shit like 45, 50 roster spots and Maybe Basically, everybody under the sun zone. You do stuff like that, and the waivers mean nothing. I Which is, you know, part of Dynasty, but, but for me, that's part of the appeal for best ball, too, is waivers are more relevant. Right. But we'll move on and have more for you next week, and we'll get to the meat and the potatoes of this episode. Love me some meat and potatoes and peanuts. Absolutely. But, of course, this is going to be our Dynasty episode, if... You didn't get that hint by the Dynasty Startup Draft. No, it's not Debbie. No, no, Debbie's coming next. Saving the fun part for when our juices are running low to pump us back up. Yeah, there you go. Now you're speaking the language. Might have to get a uh, coffee from uh old Shoot one of those nitro cold brews up your ass again. Something, man. I need it. I'm better order it now for you up till fucking seven a.m. again. Honestly, I probably will if we ever stop and take a second for a break. In that note, we're going to take a quick intermission. All right, and we're back. The sheets order has been placed. Unfortunately, they got rid of the nitro cold brew, so we had to settle for some other coffee selections, but... And some espresso. That'll still get the job done, I'd say. I hope so, man. I am running on fumes. Hey, we we shouldn't have had that big dinner. I told you after we ate, I was ready for a nap two hours ago. That did me in. The big (sighs) dinner, ready for bed. Oh, absolutely. But we get power we'll, through. We'll get through it. We'll perk up here in a minute once we get into our news and notes. Our lonely news and note. Odell Beckham signed with the Ravens. I saw it was up to eighteen million dollars for a one year deal. A lot of incentives, I'm guessing. I actually believe fifteen million was guaranteed. Really? If I'm not mistaken, or maybe I just heard that and I'm I mean it's entirely possible. I just I feel like that's an awful lot of money. His knee is completely healthy, though, right? Or will be? Uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, one year, $15 million, uh, 13.8 signing bonus, 13.8 guaranteed. Huh. Well, good for him. So, yeah, I mean, I saw a Bleacher Report earlier today, earlier yesterday, that uh, was it week seven, I think. He found out he does not have an ACL. 
of you know the last season he played. He chose to take it all the way to the Super Bowl without it, and finally broke down on him, unfortunately. But yeah, found out week seven, no ACO, and he kept it chugging. I mean, I, I'm sure just as just like you. I mean, I've loved OBJ since he was at LSU. Mm-hmm. The guy's a guy's a beast. Um, kind of got labeled as drama queen, whatever, blah blah blah. They all are. They make millions of dollars playing a game, <clears throat> but um, I think he he deserves it. And I'm glad to see the Ravens spending some money to get some weapons. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Lamar. I assume Lamar is going to be a Raven. I I guess OBJ and Lamar talked about playing together recently, and he talked to Lamar after he signed. And all that good stuff, and I guess they were seen uh, celebrating together or something, if I'm not mistaken. So signs are pointing Lamar is going to be back. I'd say at least for next season. Yeah, that that's this signing to me would indicate Lamar is coming back, or will be back at least next season. There's no reason for him to spend 15 million on a, a 28, 29 year old wide receiver who, and then not have a quarterback. Yeah, and what does this do for? See, Rashad Bateman comes back healthy, and presumably Odell's going to be the one. So we're looking at Odell, Bateman, Duvernay, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. What does this do for Mark Andrews? Does this knock him down a peg, possibly? You see a little less volume? And with Todd Monken, he does use multiple tight ends a lot. Are you letting your Isaiah Likely homerism shine through right now no way no way pal i think you might be a little bit um obviously obj coming doesn't knock him down at least to some degree because mark andrews has been i think the leading target getter the last <coughs> three seasons i wouldn't be surprised if obj will be that guy now um but mark andrews is still he he's not going to ever replicate not last year but the numbers he had the year before when he finished his tight end one points wise uh, he'll never duplicate that, but he'll still be a, a prominent force and a good weapon to have. So, Mark Andrews or Pat F? I really like Pat F. But I would probably have Mark Andrews right now. Mark and Andrews. I only say that because, I mean, they're both in terrible QB situations in a way. Although Lamar is a hell of a lot better than Kenny Pickett, but at least Lamar is won an MVP and been serviceable. We don't... Kenny Pickett's still out there. I don't know yet. Okay. It's that's that's interesting. Is that close for you? Dallas is Goddard. Not, is it not close for you? No. Mark Andrews all the way. No question about it. Mostly because of Kenny Pickett in that offense, but also Firemeat does have a concussion history. So... That could look like a Brandon Cook's type of career in and out with concussions. You never know. But also, can you pick in that offense? Just sucks. Yeah, we don't know. Pick it. Looked decent at times. He looked like a complete trash can. Looked like Mitch Trubisky all over again. So who knows if he's going to be good or not. But Dallas Goddard or Mark Andrews? I'm kind of leaning Dallas Goddard on this one. I, I am too. And I say that because Jalen Hurts and the way that offense is constructed and orchestrated, they're just a well-oiled machine. And the way that team is currently built, that's masterfully done all around for the offense. I'd take Goddard as well. 
And then it's my last one. TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews. TJ. Okay. So you'd say what? Uh, Andrews is probably your tight end five-ish? I'm definitely going to have Kelsey's my one, Pitts two, Hawk three, Goddard four. Oh, yeah. Kittle or no. Mark Andrews? Andrews. No? Okay. I still love Kittle, but I'm, I'm not completely sold on Kittle. I, th- I think Kittle's like my tight end nine. That far. I, mean, I think he's top six for me in my mind. I don't know about and my rankings. Mark Andrews or Kittle? Kittle. I know this is our Devi episode, or damn it, our Dynasty episode. But just to mix Kittle, it, Kittle was eight. So yeah. I've got uh, Kelsey, Pitts, Hawk, Goddard, Andrews, Pat F, and Joku. Then Kittle. Oh, and Joku. That's spicy. Yeah. Sort of. Kittle yep. had a hell of a year. He did. Making a comeback, I'd say. Yes. In the fantasy community-wise. Yes. This is our Dynasty episode, but I ask you a little bit, Debbie. Brock Bowers or Mark Andrews today? Brock Bowers. You'd rather wait on Brock Bowers for another year? Absolutely. Okay. There's probably only one tight end at two. The top two. Kelsey and Pitts are about the only ones that I would probably take over Bowers right now. Depending on my situation. Yeah, obviously if you're winning now. If I'm winning now, I'd probably go Pitts and Kelsey. If I'm not, I'll take Brock. Interesting. Because Brock is your one immediately right now, isn't he? He he would be, yeah. I'd say unless Pitts shows us something this season and they were not necessarily Pitts himself, but that offense and Arthur Smith shows us something. I would say I'd have Brock Bowers at one this time next year. Step oh, when he comes in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, today he'd be... You're in agreement probably with me, three, right now, because you have to wait. I'd probably have four. Four. I'm big on Hawk right now. That Minnesota offense, he's... Humming. He smashed. Yeah. I think that's what we all envisioned what he would do when he came into the league we, as the eighth we pick. We saw flashes of it in Detroit. Now he's in what year four, I think, coming into. So he's hitting that tight end window that we all like to believe in. Great offense, good quarterback. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's four because he's almost twenty six. Yeah, he's twenty five right now. Yeah. See, I think right now I'd have Kelsey Pitts Hawk right above Bowers. But Hawk and Bowers can be a coin flip. So I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Just thought I'd toss that one out there. See where your head's at. You know I'm a Brock Bowers guy. I've drafted Brock Bowers after his freshman year in the first round in a Debbie League, so. Yeah, and you still won't trade him to me, you selfish son of a bitch. I also have Travis Kelsey in that league. You do. You're also bottom of the league, picking second. That's okay. That is A-OK, because A-Rich is going to be mine at 102. Until I jump ahead of you at 101. Didn't you have the 101 and trade it away? No, 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 that was a different Not league. at the time. That was a different league. The one on one is your pick, though, right? Yeah, it is my pick, but yeah. it was gone. Oh, it still haunts me because that, that was another league we had a huge QB run last year. And yeah, wow, you, this was like March or April. Didn't before you, tr- the you traded drafts. that away to get Trey Lance, didn't you? No, Justin Fields. That's it, Justin Fields. And Justin Fields is gone now off your team. For Marvin Harrison Jr. I yes. am happy about that part. Yeah. 
But uh, ever since I made that trade during the startup, I fucking regretted it. Just because it fields my QB1 the, the whole year. And just didn't believe in him from the start. And I just had to... Nobody else wanted his ass. Because that was the league a dude told me he wouldn't even give me fucking Desmond Ritter for, for Justin, Justin Fields. Fields straight yep. up. Yeah, I remember that. And then I laughed at him when he asked for Justin Fields later on. I said, well, you should have fucking took him when it was, I was asking. I was only asking for a Debbie Depleted first and Desmond Ritter. Right. This is, of course, before week four when he went on his tear. Right. But I got laughed at and told, wouldn't even give me Ritter. Straight up. Yeah, I remember that. Well, buddy, I got the last laugh when you came crawling back after he started tearing shit up and told when, you. When you were a borderline playoff team and needed a quarterback to play and you couldn't afford him anymore. I told you, you should have took the cheap first and Ritter a month ago. You'd be sitting pretty. Right. But that's why you risk it to get the biscuit. Sometimes, sometimes you pull that trigger. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it's it's all risk. But that's why I personally love dynasties. I'm You and I are the opposites. You're not a big trader. I'm a huge fucking trader, and I will go out there and make 20 trades and fuck myself on 15, but I'm going to win a few. And it's going to work out in the end for me. I I always believe. See, you, I, on the other hand... I don't make many, and when I do, I still get fucked. Yep. And you don't redeem yourself, because you're like, nope, not trading anymore this season. Nope. Fuck I'm you done. guys. Fuck this shit. I already got fucked. That's where we got to work on with you, pal, this year. and Get more leads. you got to be more... Move some players around, damn it. Especially you, to, because you are sitting with, I think... Foot Clan. Three or four one oh twos this year that you earned. You could have probably I made a couple of moves and got one oh ones. No. Yeah. And the one I could have with you, but we never talked. Yeah. Um Foot clean. But I, the, the bad gifted, thing yeah. But if I move up to one oh one, none of those teams let's get into this discussion because we're about to talk about it anyways. Who's your one oh one? Oh, you're going to make me reveal it already. Yeah. It's Anthony Richardson, newly appointed 101 at this moment, regardless of landing slot. I think, unless I'm a contending team and I traded for that 101 or, you know, I'm close to being a contender, A. Rich is 101 to me in Superflex. So, obviously, if I have earned all those 102s due to my own team not being very good or being... Obviously, one of them, I was riddled with injuries. Trey Lance, Javante Williams, blah, blah, blah. Um, but of the four, three of them, I don't think I could even use Bijan. No, or but should you I not trade back. Or should I not? For value. Oh, so you're, well, you just said that you trade the 102 to get the 101. So now I should trade the 102 to get back. Well, no, no, I mean, back. if you would have gone back to your whole stalemate of not like trading... You probably could have made a couple of smallish moves throughout the season and been 101 instead of 102, is what I mean. Yeah, but my team would not be good, and then I would be trying. I wouldn't want Bijan on a terrible team. Yeah, well, you could trade back for more value as opposed to the 102. Because I have a couple 102s, and I've been trying to move them, and it's just compared to the 101s I have, it's night and day of offers. Like, nobody wants the 102. Right. Because there is presumably have no shot at Bijan. I don't really want. I mean, maybe in the one league where I've got, I think the Trey Lance league, I've got like Jalen Hurts and stuff. I've got yeah. one team that's really good, but got completely destroyed by injuries. I had like three season-ending injuries. 
I could That's probably That's the damn use... Debbie League, and I tried to give you fucking Justin Fields for Trey Lance and your first, and you keep telling me no. And damn right I told you no. That's right. I got Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to trade you Trey. I know how you feel about Trey Lance. But you could have Trey Lance Fields could... and Hurts together. That probably would have been the best quarterback combo in the league. Not if Trey Lance does what Justin Fields did last year, this year. I hope he does. I think he has the ability. I hope so for my. But will he get the opportunity? Is the big question for me, at least. I have no question if he gets the opportunity, he's gonna he's gonna smash. But it's if he's even gonna get the damn opportunity, and you don't think he gets the opportunity? I'm not very confident in it, just from everything I've heard, rumors and stuff that the locker room's all the way behind Purdy. John Lynch is behind Purdy. He's the guy, and that's who they want. Well, let's dive into this a little bit. What league is that? Premier. Premier Debbie League. So, my team, yeah, I've got Hertz, Trey Lance. Uh, I think you have Brock Purdy on that. I was about to say. Right? That's what I was about to say. I think I have Brock Purdy, so I'm sitting pretty anyways. You said Purdy, yes. Yes, I've got Brock Purdy on taxi. I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> That's where I, that's what I was getting at. I, I understand what you're saying about uh, Justin Fields for Trey Lance in the first, and I could argue that I should have done that. But if it's Brock Purdy's job and Trey Lance gets traded or goes elsewhere, now I've already got three starting quarterbacks. Then I have three starting quarterbacks, and then I could take my chance today, Rich, at 102. Yeah, but now that's the thing. Do you... Is that the right choice of 102? If you, you Probably have, not. You have Hurts, then either way, you got at least one starter that's going to be... Purdy could be a borderline QB1 in that offense. And if he's not I also guy, have Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he's, see, there you go. Is is A. Rich even the right the right guy for you with all with your quarterback room, or is, it just, is that just a waste to pick at that point? At that point, it would probably be a waste to pick. My problem is I have no fucking depth. Ah, I can help you out with that. You could always help me out with that. But yeah, I got plenty of players I don't fucking need. Trust me. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm glad I unloaded a Zeke when I did. A couple, like a month or two ago. Yeah, I should have unloaded CEH in this league. Yeah, that probably would have been a good thing to do. But I also have Pacheco. Yeah, but CEH is going to be gone after this year. Well, I could help you out with that depth. I also have the 106, so it could be a nice trade-down opportunity for you. Yeah, because I wouldn't mind if I could get a guy like JSN. That would be extremely beneficial because my wide receiver... I mean, I have Garrett Wilson and Christian Watson, who I'm both extremely high on, but my... I got fucking David Bell. Because if I hold still 106, I'm going to do something dumb. I already know it. It's already my plan. Something dumb. That's either going to be Shadur Sanders, which I'm sure he'll be there. I'm sure he'll be there fucking all draft long. I'm, I'm thinking uh, this is Debbie. I'm stupid. Never mind. I don't know why I said JSN. Or I'm taking Zachariah Branch. One of those two, one of six. And do I really want to wait three, four years on a possible next Tyreek Hill? Maybe. But I think he's the fucking truth. And with my team, I'm going to be waiting until 2024 anyway, so fuck it. What's another two years for a player? Right. 
So we'll see. Well, maybe we'll be able to work something out off air and get you into the damn playoffs. Well, let's uh, talk a trade scenario here real quick. Um, what are your wide receivers looking like? Oh, I think you got a couple good ones and a couple bad ones. Ah, Drake London. Traylon, Rondo. I <laughs> like how you didn't even acknowledge Drake London. You know I don't like Traylon. I've been approached by... See, that's what, kind of looking back on it, I was a Derek. Didn't want to trade Drake London during the year, but I was offered my original pick before, you know, during the season. At that point, we were talking Jordan Addison. That's like, why? He would have been the 101. I don't think he's owned in this one. We were like, oh, why the fuck would I trade Drake London for another shot at hopefully what Drake London does is work here. Now looking back, it's like, damn it. Maybe I should have just went that route and figured the rest out. But this team is... This team is dog shit. I don't know what I was doing with the startup draft, and I don't know. It's definitely not very good. And this is a perfect example of a team that... I I think we talked about this team last week or the week before. Yeah, because I have Because you've got Dijon, but then you have your pipeline coming up here next year. But, yeah, man, this is going to be a wasted year of Bajan. Yeah. Unless you make some moves, but you shouldn't make moves. You've got, look what you've got coming in. Not big moves, anyway. Yeah, make, make some little moves to shore out, round out my roster. Yeah, maybe you can take Bajan off my damn hands. Nobody else is willing to. Depends on the price. Because I've been, been... Right now, I'm keeping them, but still going to explore some offers. There's always the right offer out there for someone, no matter what your name is. Even what if it is it? Patrick Mahomes. I don't have Patrick Mahomes. Nor would I give you Patrick Mahomes for Bijan. I meant just in general. Unless your name's Patrick Mahomes, there's a deal out there for you. Ah, okay, okay. I, get you. I, don't, I still haven't found a deal where I've seen Patrick Mahomes moved off a team. I'm like, yeah, I'd be happy to. Get that in return for Patty. I'd still rather have Patty. The answer is always Patty. Oh yeah, there's no other. There's no other answer. No. If you're picking the other answer, you're fucking wrong. Okay, so looking at my team, I, I know we're getting away from our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, what would it take to get Bijan off of my team? From you, obviously the 102. But this being Debbie depleted, what else? Because I know it's going to be a lot. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a shitload. That's that's again the shitty thing with Debbie is, unless you're stockpiling Debbie, which you still have your original two. You know, it's you're kind of limited on what you can do with your picks. Right. I mean, I'd probably be looking at your first, second, first next year to start out, and then I mean, you got some decent young pieces. You got one guy I really like, Christian Watson. Yeah, that does me no good, though. I Honestly, I don't, I don't know if it's smart or dumb, but I'd probably take Brock Bowers and those three picks for him. But I'm being quite honest with you. I mean, it fits my timeline. Again, right? Brock Bowers is untouchable. Well, even for for the man, the myth, I'd rather give you Travis stud, Kelsey. of course you would, but he's, he's only going to fucking make me pull a Derek and be at the 102 when I want to be at the 101. <laughs> I'd, I'd take those three picks and Brock Bowers for him. I think 
you adding something like Bichon to your lineup could help help a fair bit. I mean, I know you got like Pacheco you can plug into a flex off your taxi. Maybe Tyler Algier, depending on what they do there. Right. Which you know, he still had the quietest 1,000 yard rookie season ever, and nobody talks about nobody him. Nobody talks about it, yeah. So, I mean, you got some. You definitely you could use some upgrades for sure, but you got some other pieces you can plug in and, barring injuries, keep you afloat. If you played your best players last year, if you like played Pacheco, Algier, Wandell when he was healthy, I think you could have won a few more games for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't think that's such an outrageous price for a stud running back, especially if this is one RB. So that's all. It's only, yeah, it's only really one. all you fucking need is just that one stud, and you should be good for the most part. And you got the other filler RBs that you can throw in your flex and run away with them. It's a, it's a decent starting point. Yeah, I'd have to counter something else. Oh, absolutely. Feel free to send it over, pal. We got nothing but time. I don't even know when that draft is, but I think it's the weekend of the NFL it's draft. 20 days. To the week after. Mm-hmm. And that one's going to be fun because it's our first real... Draft post... Uh, like our first real Debbie. Yeah. With previously Debbie owned players that were in the same league together. Right. So I think for the next Debbie league, we'll talk about that in the Debbie podcast. Yeah, we, let's, let's get to our We got meat potatoes draft. to get here before the coffee comes, damn it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Let me check. The camera has up? not went off yet. Okay. We're good then. But oh, they are approaching, and that's been two minutes ago. So they're here. Huh. Look at that fucking timing. Perfect. That's just amazing. And we have. All right, now we'll get down to the main talking point. Nitty gritty. We did our final um, pre NFL draft mock, rookie draft, of course. So we'll kick it off. You know, Derek over here spilled the beans earlier that my one hundred and one is Anthony Richardson. I was lucky enough to get the 101 this week, so I took Averidge. You, of course, took me John. Then it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, so pretty ordinary. And then I went out on a, on a limb and took Will Levis at 105. Um, of course, everybody in Dynasty fucking hates Will Levis for whatever reasons they have, but this guy's going to be drafted in the top 10. Period. He, I, I used to love Will Levis. More than I do currently. But he's, he's talented. Obviously, he's got what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, or he wouldn't have been hyped up the last two seasons and be in the position he's in. So, I, JSN is very, very good. But I don't see him as Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I don't see him in that same light. More so, maybe... Devontae Smith, Chris Olave type. I'd rather take the quarterback in that situation. So that's what I did. I mean, I, I can't hate on it. I mean, if Will Levis gets drafted, and I mean, I think he'll easily get drafted in the top ten. But if he gets drafted top six, top seven, no, How can no, you ignore that? No doubt that type of draft capital because somebody's gonna have to trade up to get him. This mm-hmm. this is is not out of the realm of possibilities. Well, say he goes to the Falcons. Right. He's throwing the ball to Pitts in London, handing it off to Algier. What's not to love? I mean, we're going to obviously do this again after the actual landing spots. Mm-hmm. And these three quarterbacks could change a lot. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so we'll see at that point. But then you took JSN right afterwards. He's been our consensus 105 pretty much every time we've done this. So, I, I figure based on value there, it's no brainer. Yeah, this one is definitely with A. Rich at 101 and Levis in the top five is. Looks much different from our previous drafts. Yeah, because I think Will Levis' last draft went late first. Like, yeah, it was like 9 or 10. Yeah, that's about what I was thinking. But then I took Jordan Addison right after JSN. Wide receiver 2 in this class. Um, just looking back on his <clears throat> tape recently and his film. and He's very good. Very good route runner. He's a Blitnikoff winner for a reason. Exactly. So he's being, there's no doubt that he's got game. I think his poor testing numbers is been at the forefront of most people's minds and has been the knock on him but if you go back and watch what he did at Pitt and what he did at USC I think you'll fall in love with him again and he'll be right back up there in the mid first range so that's why I took him here I, I mean still rather have him over Jameer Gibbs at this point had he tested better he could have had he tested better and JSN not tested so good these two could have been flip-flopped so. yeah because most of the most of the season, we had Addison first. Right. And it our, wasn't and until rankings. end of the season, postseason, we moved JSN up. Well, Addison seemed like he kind of fell off a little bit there later in the season for USC. Just wasn't putting up like the highlight real plays and doing as much as we felt like he had done the previous year and a half, including at Pitt. And um, JSN just tested extremely well in the, the shit he did do at the Combine. Yeah. It's hard to ignore. Yeah, we'll see which one gets the higher draft capital. Yeah, that could also change. Yeah. yeah. Although I think QJ might be the first one taken. Yeah, that'd be uh, be rather unfortunate, but to, to be for another draft slot. Yeah. So uh, when Jordan Addison. Jameer Gibbs at 108. Again, it's kind of been JSN, Jameer Gibbs back-to-back. So. Yeah, Jameer fell a little bit in this one, but that's... Pretty damn good value. Yeah, 108, Jameer Gibbs, I think that's smash value because he's been, I think his ADP is probably 106 for us. Probably, yeah, 106, 105-ish. Yeah, so 108, great value, regardless of landing spot. Then we have QJ. At 109. I'm not out on him, but I'm also not completely in on him. He is not going to be at the in a, at the draft. He'll be at home with his family and friends celebrating. So take that for what you will. Whether that means he thinks he's not going to get first-round capital or what have you. He opted to stay home with friends and family. Good for him. But uh, I just don't know, man. These wide receivers in this class just aren't too too exciting, too impressive. Outside of Jason's testing numbers and his stats. But stats then again, from his sophomore year. Yeah, but if you look at Emeka Ibuka... Stat-wise and stuff, just as impressive from his freshman and sophomore year. Well, I mean, everything's not all about stats. Even the eye test, and we've been saying it for months, that Ibuka did everything. When JSN went out, Ibuka stepped up and did everything JSN could do, if not a little better. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was more explosive. We were, not to toot our horns, but back in Debbie episodes, we were very, very early on the choo-choo train of JSN is not the best wide receiver in that room. Right. I had him third and you had him you had him second for quite a while. Let's see. October fourteenth, our thirteenth episode, we ranked the Ohio State receivers. I had Marvin Harrison first, 
Ibuka second, Jason third. You had Ibuka and Jason flipped yep. at that point in time. Yep. I, I was still sucking on the Jason hype. Yeah, and it wasn't much long after that, after a few more games of Ibuka putting on some tape and actually getting some meaningful reps and actually doing stuff, it's quite easy to realize that there's a reason Nick Buka was. I think he was the number one wide receiver recruit he in his was, class. Yes. There's a reason why that was. Yeah, and this is also, and it's only a month and a half in the season. It's before the Marvin Harrison train really, really got going. Picked up, yeah. Before people were calling him the best receiver in college football. If we so called him the best receiver in college football, I think, before week one. Yeah. And it but wasn't and it wasn't even close. Again, not to darn horns, but we were very... We were early on We were early days. and ahead of the curve for most people on the, these particular three yeah. wide receivers. and Yes. I think that's also part of the reason I'm not very impressed with this class. When we're looking towards next year, I'd rather have Ibuka and Marvin Harrison over these guys. Over the top guy in this class, yeah. I mean, I'd be pushing Xavier Worthy over everyone besides maybe JSN. Right. I might rather have Worthy over Addison. Well, I think the big news about... I know this isn't a Debbie episode, but... To me, the big thing about Xavier Worthy is he played the last five, six games last year with a broken hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a hell of a freshman season, had a little bit of a drop-off last year. I'm excited to see what Xavier Worthy does this year, being healthy, you know, good hand, and they're not going to force-feed the ball to Bijan, although Cedric Baxter and Jadon Blue, blah, 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 whatever. But I, I'm right there with you. I could Xavier Worthy could very easily, to me, be better than – or I would rather have him over JSN, depending on how he performs this next season. Mm-hmm. Since we talked about the last couple episodes, 24 versus 23, and where we stand. and Especially the wide receivers. 24 is better at every position, and the only ones that are close, where they both are, in my opinion, their worst positions, are wide receiver. Yeah. And 24 is head and shoulders better. Oh, yeah, there's still some other guys in the mid-tier that could blow up that we really like. Mm-hmm. But besides the point, you know, QJ, 109, you know, not not the worst. I don't think he'll get really much higher than that, personally. I think he can only fall from there, Yeah, depending on where he's drafted. Then, of course, Superflex, tight end premium, as always. Michael Mayer went 110. I think he instantly steps on to the field. He's a top-12 fantasy tight end. Producing wise, so really, if say you're a contender picking a 110 and it's your own pick, I'd be very happy to add a Michael Mayer to my lineup. I absolutely would. Like you said, production wise, he'll easily be a top 10 tight end, and I think I've got him as a top nine tight end in my rankings. Yeah, I'd be right about that range too, top seven to nine. And then we had Zach Charbonnet, 111. And you decide to bring back the old flame, 112, Devon A-Chain. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you big time, buddy. I'm. You so out on A-Chain now? I think I'm pretty much out on A-Chain. Are you? Size is getting to me. The role that he's probably going to have on a team. You know, he's probably going to be the third down guy, pass catcher. That's probably about it. And his draft capital. I feel like he could be a second round pick or he could be a fifth round pick easily. He go. I think it's going to take a team to fall in love with him. To me, though, outside of the top two running backs, you could say that about all of them. Right now, at this point in time, safely, I'd rather have 
five running backs over him, conservatively. Uh, Zach Evans, I can't quote Zach Evans. I think there's still something there with him. I'm not either. That's why I took him where I did. Tajay Spears, Izzy, Tate Bigsby, and uh, Kendry Miller. I'd rather have them over A-Chain. Rashawn Johnson, maybe, depending on what you know where he lands. So you're that far out on A-Chain. I'm that far out. Really? I'd rather spend my draft capital elsewhere on someone I think has a better chance to be fancy relevant like any of the other fucking running backs in this class, really. I mean, not, not taking anything away from A-Chain, hell of an athlete, speedster, blah, blah, blah. Just small first position, and nowadays it, you know, he's going to get on the field and third downs for passing downs. I think that's really about it. You know, he's not Austin Eckler. So we'll see what happens again. He could be a second-round pick, or he could be later. You never know. I mean, I, I respect it. I, I still like him. I think that he's got shit that some of these other guys don't have, and that's blistering speed. Yeah. And that's not something that can be taught. Depending on where he lands and how he's used will play a huge part to me and where I would take him, but I felt like at one one twelve, I, 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 Why not? I thought it was decent. Yeah, go for the home run pick. I understand that. But then uh, 201, we got Zay Flowers. Zach Evans, as you mentioned, 202. Tajay Spears. And then Hayden Hooker at 204. Very good pick. You made that selection, so bravo to you. I think he'll end up making his way to the back end of the first round for rookie drafts. I, he's picking up a lot of steam, a lot of talk about being a first-round NFL pick, and a I mean, lot of guys like him over Levis, NFL-wise. I I tend to think so. My biggest problem with him is age and coming back from that injury. I know that everything's looking good and all that, but he's, what, 25? Going to be 25? 24, 25? Yeah, he'll be 26. Yeah, so. By the time season rolls around, I think. I mean, his, his biggest problem is, is just age, and I hate to say it because he's uber So if he was 23 years old, same situation, ACL, should have been the Heisman winner. Just three years younger. Uh, he, Do he you probably, feel differently he, about he him? He would probably be the number two QB in this class behind A. Richardson. Okay. I don't think it happened that high, but I don't think we'd be... He wouldn't be an afterthought. No. He would probably he, be... He wouldn't be available at 204 if he was 23. No, he'd be mid-round pick. He'd still be a first-round NFL be, pick. He'd be 107. Yeah. He'd be in the Will Levis range that we've normally seen him. Yeah. But then we got Josh Downs. He's picking up a lot of steam despite his small stature. Great analytical profile, production profiles there. He's picking up a lot of steam, and I can see why. I'd almost would prefer him in the second round over burning the first on QJ. I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. And then you scooped up Dalton Kincaid. It finally came out that he had a back injury from a game in October, but he's 100% healthy, full go, good to go. So we'll see how that back holds up for him and when he gets drafted. See a lot of people not necessarily compare him to Gronk, but Gronk had a similar situation coming into the NFL, banged up, back problems, and he slid to the second round, which... Don Kincaid very well could slide to the second round instead of the first. Right. So we'll see. Again, tight end premium, middle of the second. He's 
Definitely the best pass catching tight end in this class. Yes, absolutely. And then, 207, we have Izzy. Well, that was my pick. I'm really, really liking Izzy out of pit. So, I think he'll he'll be one of the better backs in the class when it's all said and done. He does have the game-breaking <clears throat> speed. Get him in the right, the right scheme, and he could smash given the opportunity. But and that's all we're looking for with these running backs in the second round and so on is giving themselves that may have a path to opportunity once they get it. To Either see. trade them for value like most people do or take them for what they give you. Absolutely. But Jalen Hyatt falling down the boards a little bit, I'd say. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people were off of Hyatt based on the Tennessee offense. He had a lot of free roam releases off the line of scrimmage, not really jammed up much. Just basically use the speed, get off the line cleanly, and outrun everyone. So a lot of people are kind of backing off of him recently. They think he's a one-trick pony. Yep. Good old Devin Smith. But what, what's wrong with that? I mean, J-Mo, was he not one-trick same, pony same thing. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Um, Jalen Hyatt, Blitnikoff winner. You yeah. know, he once. I know it doesn't, doesn't, right. No, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. got robbed. But regardless, I mean, like you said, Jamison Williams did the exact same thing, and Jamison Williams getting taken a whole round earlier last year. Yep. So we'll, we'll see where he lands. He's still expected to be a first, second round pick in the NFL. Then that brings us to the hammer, Tank Bigsby, at 209. And the rest of the round, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, and Sean Tucker. So four straight running backs to close out the second. Again, love taking those late seconds, throwing a dart at the wall on a running back and seeing what sticks. And like you said, if you would take you would take most of these guys over A chain who went the you know, last pick in the first round, this is just great value then. Yeah. And again, we're just looking for opportunity at some point. As a rookie from running back to put up some points for us. Absolutely. For sure. And then we're just going to go quickly through the third round. We did do a whole five rounds. But we'll post the draft board on Twitter. Once the episode drops, you can check out the whole thing. So we'll just quickly go through the third. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte, Darnell Washington, Rasheed Rice, Luke Musgrave, the first four. And then Jaden Reed, Cedric Tillman, Xavier Valaday. My sleeper pick. First time we've seen him pop up in our mocks. Then we got Marvin Mims, Rakeem Jarrett, Chase Brown, the Speedsters, Tyler Scott out of Cincy, and Xavier Hutchinson. Really, the highlights of this round, Boutte. Great spot to take him. If he does anything of significance, fucking ship his ass out for a second. Make a little return on your investment. Yeah, three three oh one considering what we thought this guy was going to be is great value. And like you said, if he has a, a streak of two or three games putting up decent points, yeah, ship his ass off for a second next year. And then Darnell Washington, your pick. We we love the big guy. I mean tight end premium, third round. Why not take a shot? I mean this whole entire draft we took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We took nine tight ends of five rounds. And seven of them were rounds three through five. Right. You know, much like I like, I love taking the second round running backs. I love taking the dark throws, the tight ends, and those insignificant rounds so I can stash on the end of my bench or taxi. 
And if one of them hits, I fucking amazing value. Like Isaiah likely last year. Absolutely. Chig. Our guy. Right. Uh, Greg Dolchich. Tight end premium. Why the hell not? And then. Shit, I think uh, Pat Fryermuth, I think I got in the late third. Yeah. His rookie year in the one league we were in. So, and look at him now. I mean, I think I've got him with the top seven, top eight tight end. So. Anyway, some of them pay down, some of them don't, but especially with 10. the great athletic profile, why not take a throw on them? It's worth it. I mean, other than that, the highlights, I mean, Jaden Reed is rising up boards and getting a lot of steam recently. Um, Cedric Tillman's becoming more talked about. And then, like I said, I took Xavier Valaday. I've liked this guy for two years since he was at Wyoming, transferred to Arizona State. I'd love to see him land on the Bengals, especially if Joe Mixon gets cut. I think there could be some great opportunity there for some running back. But really love him. Six foot, 200 plus pounds. Do it all running back. So I think he could see some opportunity wherever he goes. I mean, the Bengals would have to make a move because they don't have Samaj P. Ryan if they cut Joe Mixon. Where they got Chris Evans? Chris Evans, uh, we re-signed Travion Williams. Okay. So we're, we're bound to draft one. Hopefully yeah. not early. I would hope not, but unless it's Jameer Gibbs, yeah. all to us in the second round. If you get Jameer Gibbs, I'm gonna have to buy a jersey. It can be Michael Mayer in the first, or Darnell Washington and Jameer Gibbs in the second, and I'm one happy man. I know it's probably not gonna happen, but we've seen crazier things. They might draft Darnell Washington to be a lineman. So that's the word around town, there, buddy. Hope it's not the case, but we're we did resign Drew Sample. For a one-year deal earlier today or earlier Friday, so we signed Irv Smith to a one-year deal. So I, I know we'll be drafting a tight end. It's just a matter of when. Like I said, I wouldn't be opposed to Michael Mayer. I think it'd be great. I mean, there's a handful of tight ends here that I wouldn't mind on the Bengals. Like I said, Mayer, Kincaid, Washington. I'd take about any of them. Yeah, I'd prefer Mayer or Washington over Kincaid. I did say Kincaid is the best receiving tight end in the class, but we do need help with chipping, the run game blocking. We need to give any kind of help to the O-line we possibly can. If you're going after that, Mayer's the way to go, but I don't know if you guys spend that type of draft capital on him. No, so I think Darnell Washington will probably be the preferred pick. Yeah. A little bit cheaper, probably just as good of a blocker. And then, you know, he's not going to command the targets that Mayer would. Right. But he can still go out there and get you something. So, we shall see. And, you know, so that wraps up the three rounds for us. Again, we'll post the whole draft board on Twitter. You can check it out for yourselves and see with your own eyes what we did here. But a little bit of a change-up from our recent drafts. For Or, you know, we do this once a month. So, it's been four weeks. There's definitely, definitely been some risers and fallers from the last draft. Yeah, there's there's been some changes, and I'm sure there'll be a a good bit of changes again after or post draft. So I'm I'm personally excited and can't wait, and um, I'm glad that we're gonna get or we're not gonna get a whole lot of time to sit there and react or calm down from the draft. You know what I mean? It's kind of not gonna necessarily be like hot takes, but it's gonna be fresh. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, based on our recording schedule, unless we shake some things up, right now I got the weekend of the NFL draft. You know, we record Friday evenings into early Saturday morning. 
you know, the draft will still be going on. So no possible way to do a mock draft at that point. We won't have the picks four through seven available to us or rounds four through seven. So that week we'll just be doing our reactions to the NFL draft thus far and just shoot the breeze about it. And then the following week, we'll let it simmer for a week and then do a mock draft. Well, not simmer for a week. It does take us with our schedules and everything the whole fucking week to get through a mock draft. So we'll start that thing fucking Sunday morning as soon as the draft's over. Get everything going on sleeper and get the mock rolling to get our nice, fresh thoughts on the landing spot and see where we're at. That's the one I'm really looking forward to is yeah, I'm, I'm right enough of the talk that. and speculation and all the bullshit. Give me the draft capital and landing spots and let's really get down to business. Let's bang this thing out, see what the opportunity is going to be like for these guys and what the draft capital spent on them and go from there. Absolutely. I know. Like you said, we've t- talked about it before. This 23 draft, I'm about over it. You know, I'm ready to move. We're moved on to 24. You know, I'm just ready to do our final thoughts and, you know, landing spots on it just to be done with it. Yeah, I know with the way our league's set up, our drafts are pretty well spread out. We'll have a couple NFL draft weekend or beginning like that Saturday. We'll have another couple and then the following weekend. And I know we have a couple that don't start till Memorial Day weekend. But maybe I'll throw it out there as commission. Hey, we should move this up. Four weeks, week after the NFL draft, and get them all out of the way. And that way we're done, done with class, and we can do some more startups. I'm you, down for more startups. I know you like the sound of that, buddy. More best ball, maybe an IDP Devi, all that good shit. I kind of want to do IDP Devi, but that is a whole different monster in itself, trying it, to scout. sounds. Defensive players. Yeah. It's like, for example, uh, Noah Sewell. I could have sworn last year before last, and his freshman year, he would have been the linebacker one in this class without a doubt. Now he's looking at probably round three, four draft capital. A lot, a lot can change very quickly when it comes to defensive players. You know, we've seen it year after year. Same thing with D back or defensive backs. You know, look at like I know I'm using a Ohio State example, but like Sean Sean Wade. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he gets for switching a slot and coming back. Right. I mean, Justin Flo, number one linebacker out of high school, went to Oregon. He's a fucking freak of nature. Same thing. Could have swore he was going to cakewalk through college like Kayvon Thibodeau did and come into the draft, the number one linebacker. And I don't even think he's in the draft. He's went back for his senior year. So it's. I think it could be fun to do it, but. It's really risky, though. I know we do have one league set up that's going to start the week after the NFL draft solely because Sleeper's going to take a minute to get the IDP rookies inserted. Then we're going to do an IDP best ball league with offense as well, of course. So just normal dynasty. So you'll hear us talk about that. Incorporate IDP a little bit more. We've talked a little bit about it. We've played in a few IDP leagues over the years and really enjoyed it. Now we're going to start bringing it back. IDP's fun as long as it's set up correctly. It needs to matter, and it needs to kind of be equivalent to offensive players. You just need to find the right balance of starters at that position. You know, like, 
D lineman, for example. Like if you don't have a top two or three guy, it's almost it's like tight ends. It's just you might as well rotate them. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking a little bit more IDP, getting back into that side of things for us. I'm excited for it. It gives you more flexibility and ability to build your team, and you don't have to solely rely on one side of the ball to have a good team. Right, more tradable assets makes the rookie drafts a lot more, a lot deeper. So it makes all the all the rounds matter. Right. Like the Pat Fryermuth, you got him at the end of the third. That was an IDP league. Yeah. You know, an offensive only. I don't think an IDP player was taken until the early three hundred one. Michael Parsons. Yeah, but that that was the first. That one. was the first one. And look at what he did his rookie year. Exactly. We there was a cup. There was a couple. Xavier Collins was mid second, and another linebacker. But that's besides the point. IDP is very fun. If you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. It does add a whole another layer of strategy to your league and all that good stuff. But we are just, as we talked at the very beginning about setting lineups, it's a whole other beast with IDP, setting a lineup and picking your starts and sits. Yes. So that's, we're going to bring it back, but only in our best ball leagues for that reason because we don't want to spend that much time on it. Yeah, yeah. If you do IDP, I feel like it's got to be best ball. I'm, I'm not a best ball person yet, but... Fuck reading into it that much. Yeah. You already read more into it just because it's IDP, but and IDP news is not like offensive player it's, news. It's not readily available. Doesn't come out as much. Injuries aren't as reported or focused on. You know rotations and things like that. It's just completely different beast from offense and so many other little damn it, intricacies. That word. More of that as goes into it. And you just don't have. It's kind of like playing college fantasy football with injury reports and things like that, or people getting benched for X reason. You just have limited information. I feel like there's a lot more late game scratches too for defensive players. Yeah, like John Davis last year, he was the quote unquote starting Mike linebacker for the Redskins. When in reality, it's really Cole Holcomb that roams that middle of the field and eats up the tackles and gets the numbers. And John Davis is a sparing player. Right. He's not an every-down linebacker like Holcomb. So like that, you just don't know till the game starts and you're seeing your guys not on the field. Like, what the fuck? He's a starter. A big Right. Big reason why I took, I think, three or four linebackers in that draft class. Nick Bolton. That was, that was my guy. A whole lot more time to spend on IDP. Yeah. So it's, we'll, I love it, though. It's football, so. Well, it does, I will say, it does make watching an actual football game more enjoyable because it feels like all the time there's something on the field that's relating to your fantasy teams. I know whether it's we special were, teams or whatever. I know that when we were in the uh, IDP because that's the only one I've been in. But it, it, like you said, you know there could be a play where you're playing against your opponent and his guy gets the ball, catches it. You know, obviously PPR. Then he fumbles it and loses a point and a half. And then your guy calls the fumble, picked up the fumble. That's a fucking six-point swing. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. It's eight points. You know, it's it's cool, man. I like it. You love watching your offensive players get these big plays, but there's nothing like watching a corner or safety that you started getting a fucking pick and explode off the couch and you're getting, you know, five points for the pick and you get return yards. It's just, it's it's very fun. When we were in that IDP, that home IDP league, I feel like that was the most fun I had watching 
football. Absolutely. Because like I said, no matter who's on the field at what time, chances are there's somebody on that field that's affecting your fantasy matchup that week. Absolutely. It just makes all around pay attention to football more as every, well. Every game matters mm-hmm. at that point. So. Every possession matters at that point, too. That too. Even special teams. You guy can get attack on special teams and get you, you know, a point and a half, two points for that. Or cause a special team's turnover and get you, like I said, another five points. So I highly recommend it if you haven't, to say the least. Just not Debbie. Do not do that. <laughs> That's going to be a shit show. <laughs> but we'll go ahead and finally, finally get out of here for this week. Once again, I'm your host, Paul Edgington. You can find me on Twitter at Gump7285. You can find my co-host, Derek Cook, at D underscore Cook 93. That is K-O-C-H. It looks like Koch, but it is pronounced Cook. You can find the uh, podcast page on all social media platforms at Gridiron underscore FS. Now we're active on Twitter, of course, and now we're starting to pick up the steam on Instagram and do some more interaction on that platform. So, you know, like, comment, interact with us. We're follow. here for it. Follow. Uh, yeah, Everything. absolutely. Drop a follow. Support the show at some point. We are in the early stages of getting together our own Discord community, setting that up. We'll be on, not Patreon, it's called Buy Me a Coffee. Speaking of coffee. It's a Patreon, Patreon alternative. We'll probably charge, you know, five bucks a month to get rankings. We will be dropping a trade show once we get our community going exclusively for those that decide to monetarily support our show it'll be strictly your guys' trades that are supporting us we'll do a show breaking those down telling you what we like what we don't like and hopefully some more little extras for you so for right now just follow us rating review just give us it takes a couple seconds of your time or a couple minutes free stuff really helps the show out and quite honestly it makes us feel good we know you guys are out there listening to us and interacting with us yeah I'd I'd love to do some, I mean, you don't even have to be supporting us monetarily. I would love to do some trade reviews if you guys want to send something in. That'd be that'd be cool to me. It'd be really cool. And like we've said before, you leave a five-star review, you can talk all the shit you want, we'll read it on the air. I'd probably crack myself up doing that. And inter- well, interactions are just awesome. We are not two thin-skinned guys. You can. I'm a construction worker. I, there's no such thing as thin skin. <laughs> Say what you want, five-star review, we'll read on the air, you know, throw a trade offer you got or a trade you just got done, whatever, throw that in the review with five stars, and we'll go ahead and go over it on the show for you. Absolutely. But, I feel like that was a weird flex. I'm a union yeah. pipe fitter. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Don't, yeah. don't worry. They, they don't give a shit. Trust me. They're still going to talk the same shit about you. I hope they do. I, I love when people talk shit. That's why you got to trade more. Fuck trading. Yeah, I know. That's why you're a redraft man. Run what you brung. I did have a lot more success than redraft. That That is not wrong. No, it's not. Sadly. I've had a little bit of success in Dynasty. A lot more in redraft, though. Yeah, which, of course, we will be doing some redraft content once that time comes. Yeah, we're way too early. Yeah, we're, we probably won't drop that till the season starts when it actually matters. Right. Or draft season when we're actually doing our drafts. But... We'll get out of here, and hopefully you guys have a good rest of your weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs starting up this weekend, as well as good old MLB baseball, America's pastime. 
the game has sped up a hell of a lot. So if you haven't watched baseball in a few years, might be a perfect time to check it out again. Give it a shot. Well, we'll see you guys again next week. See you. Thanks for listening.